Hey everybody and welcome to TalkChain. Today we're going to talk about Tether dissolving its relationship with its auditor. We're also going to talk about Ether reaching not a new all-time high, but actually being pumped pretty nicely, which is refreshing to see. We don't have Rob uh, in video format, but we have a nice picture of Rob up above, so everybody can enjoy that professional photography. We do have him, though. He's there, right? Rob is here. No, I'm actually I'm actually on the video as well, but uh, it is just a I'm frozen outside currently. Canada, not ideal. Right, right. So everybody can can gaze into Rob's eyes in the picture and enjoy him that way and listen to his pleasant voice. Nice. So today we're looking pretty green across the board. It's very refreshing to see this. The total market cap's about six hundred. Billion with Bitcoin making up a third of it as per usual. Ethereum up about 10%, uh, around 1,200, with uh, everything else kind of hovering below 10% gains. Uh, Icon's got a nice pump going on right now, too, and Rob will be very happy to see that. Big day for Icon. You know what? I think everyone was waiting for that Walton change to happen, like that Walton event to happen, and as soon as that was over, Everyone's focused on Icon. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah, it seems like the Walton thing was kind of a dud, or people were expecting a lot more from it, but I'm still up quite a bit on Walton, and I, I believe in the project long term, so I'm definitely I'm definitely holding. Yeah, I'm going to keep some Walton, um, but, you know, that, that changes by the, by the hour, mostly. Sure, typical Rob trading strategy. So let's talk about this Tether thing. So an article, or Tether announced yesterday, late yesterday, that it dissolved its relationship with its auditor, the auditor being uh, Friedman LLP. And this, some people saw this coming because the Friedman website itself actually removed Tether as one of their clients. And it's just, for anybody who's been cautious about Tether, you know, everybody in the back of their heads is like, oh, you know, this audit will come out and either it'll be good or it'll be bad and we'll know then. But, you know, to, to end a relationship with an auditor, it just makes people wonder, is there something fishy going on here? Is it actually going to all come to a head and all these tethers that have been issued are actually worthless? Yeah, it's I don't think that they would be worthless. I, it's not like there's going to be zero backing behind any of. Um, any of the tellers that are out there, but there could be a discrepancy from that preliminary uh, report in September uh, saying that it was fully backed, but um, I, I think, yeah, it does raise some concerns. I personally wouldn't keep any money in there right now just because of how it's all unfolding, and you can see that some people are taking their money out based on that little bit of a dip it's taking. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's super frustrating because, like, the, the easiest thing, the best thing they could have done is just release an audited report and then everything would have been fine. But given that now there's this drama, it's just, you know, what, what do you really believe? And the, the tether printing continues, and I it's hard to know whether or not there's anything, whether it is legitimate. I, I tend to think it's legitimate because the whole their whole reason for being is that it's legitimate and to artificially pump Bitcoin with with this technique hasn't even been proven to be very fruitful like it was useful 
up until Bitcoin started to, to decline to 10,000, but it's no longer useful. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to expect really. Yeah, I think, uh, I forget the exchange. Is it Bitfinex? That is the main exchange. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, they're issuing it. Um, yeah, I think if that, if Tether goes down, I think Bitfinex goes down, and I think a lot of people are going to kind of panic. I think that could cause, it, that, if anything, will cause whatever bubble that people think that we're in to pop. That would be devastating for everybody. Yeah, it'd be brutal. So the total supply of Tether right now is $2.2 billion, which is a lot of money. It's uh, it's not so much this this core value, but it's the fact that this money can be leveraged to so multiples of this money can be used in the in the entire supply of crypto. And if all of that is proven to be worth, I don't know, a tenth of the value or a quarter of the value, it'll definitely it'll crash all the markets temporarily. Yeah, definitely. Well, in the preliminary report, they confirmed that there was, what, 440 million uh, of cash reserves in September, right. uh, which covered all the outstanding uh, tethers at the time, but it's now five times that amount. Yeah. So it's hard to know whether or not they've kept up the pace with that. Yeah, and also it's not clear, like, why... So the real question is why did they dissolve this relationship? Like was, was Friedman giving them data on their, their finances and they just didn't, and Tether just didn't like it. So they fired them. Like, it'd be nice to know more details on why they, this relationship dissolved. And their, their statement here is kind of vague. It just says, given the excruciatingly detailed procedures Friedman was undertaking. So, you know, uh, a firm that's going to audit your your stuff, you want them to be excruciatingly detailed. I mean, that's what people want in a full audit. So, this this really doesn't instill a lot of confidence in in Tether at all, and it may, definitely makes me nervous about this. Yeah, it shows that they're hiding something. Uh, whether or not they actually found it, whether or not Friedman actually found whatever it is that they're hiding or not, it kind of remains to be seen. It'll be interesting to see if they eventually come out with some sort of report or some sort of statement, because it looks like they're not returning anybody's uh, calls or emails. Say that last part one more time. It looks like what? They're not returning anybody's calls or emails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. You mean Friedman, right? Yeah. Yeah, so th that's definitely true. But given that they're no longer in a relationship with Tether... And a lot of the information might be proprietary. They might not have the legal ability to tell anybody any more information. Um, but Tether's going to have to find a new company, and they're going to have to say something because people are going to be very, people aren't going to believe in this anymore, and they're going to be very cautious about investing in Bitfinex. Definitely. But so I'm I'm trying to think of different ways I can hedge against this, and I mean holding no Tether is definitely my first go-to, but. I feel like everything is going to pop if if it comes to light that the amount of tethers aren't actually backed by USD. Yeah, um, I think the only the safest way would be to keep it in. I guess there is the the die that we were speaking about mm. last week, Maker's die. Um, 
which is supposed to be similar in the fact that it's a utility coin. Other than that, there are just your your safe bets of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, uh, any any of the other uh, very not stable but more secure uh, tokens. Yeah, yeah, and everybody just to be careful and realize that you're that if you're actually doing a long term play, that the money that you have in is for long term uh, investing, not necessarily short term trading. And just realize that if you're actually going to be doing some short-term trading, that you're aware that if any of this news comes to light, it's probably going to have a negative effect on everything. Well, I think that anything, that's kind of the case with, with every every sort of news source, right? Warren Buffett says that Bitcoin's going to fail, the market's dropped 10% for some reason. Um so it seems to be no matter what happens or what sort of like major news happens, but if any major news happens, it cha- it affects everything. Yeah, that's true. It's just here there's been an inflated amount of money coming in. So like Buffett saying what he's saying doesn't actually translate into legitimate dollars not being there, whereas this actually means that there's actual value that has fraudulently been in the market. That's a good point. But, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, news is news, and that's what it is. So, I don't know. But I'm just uh, I'm going to be cautious about this and, and sort of maybe take out some of the money I have in, in all of crypto just so I'm not too shaken up if this does come to a head. Yeah, it might be good to or even just pause putting what you may put in in the near future Yeah, and it, until it all kind of clears up a bit. Yeah, that's probably good advice. But, you know, today we're doing pretty good. So let's, uh, let's talk about Ether a little <laughs> bit, Rob. So Ether's doing quite well, up 10% in the last 24 hours. Um, and I don't know if it's based on this news, but I did see this article that looked interesting, how their sharding roadmap is nearly done, or at least part one of it is. And for those who don't really know about sharding, I had to look it up because I'm not the most technically savvy when it comes to this stuff. But... Basically, sharding is, is allowing uh, partitioning of the network so that not every single node use, needs to use the entirety, needs to know the entirety of the, the Ethereum chain in order to do its work. So it makes the scalability problem less of an issue. So uh, it looks like this is, this is going on, and it's nice to see that there's development in this area just so that that scalability problem doesn't become such as such an issue as it is with Bitcoin right now, which I think is really holding Bitcoin back. Um, it's nice to see it Ether uh, coming up with sort of a solution to to the scalability problem, at least the the beginning parts of a solution. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of effect that has, and like how fast um, or how much more improved the the approvals will be for uh, any transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that this has got to be the reason for it jumping up. Like you don't really, uh, Vitalik isn't really going to make a statement about what's going to happen next without it really kind of being a sure thing. Um, unfortunately he didn't give us a specific date. He just said about a month and a bit. So mm-hmm. that might mean March 1st, something like that, that it'll actually test network will come and we'll all kind of get to see how actually how it reacts. Yeah, 
yeah, we'll look forward to that because uh, it'll it'll be nice. And it'll be nice to, sh- to see actual uh, an example of sharding in a in a blockchain and see how it it develops. But he also commented on Casper, which I don't know if you've read too much about that, Bob. But chime in if you. No, no. So fill me in. So ETH Ethereum is does a proof of work protocol to confirm the uh, transactions on a ledger, but the Casper consensus protocol would be switching from proof of work to a proof of stake, which requires no actual uh, work to be done from from like a CPU or GPU standpoint. It's no longer this sort of like complex problem solving. Instead, in the mm-hmm. Casper proof of stake system, it's people just whoever owns Ethereum, they stake it. And that just means sort of like not trading with it and just putting it in a designated wallet. And that is able to, you know, it's more complicated than I know, but that alone is, is how, uh, the, the transactions are confirmed just based on being able to, to figure out the total amount of Ethereum coins that are in existence based on the staking. So it's uh, it's more environmentally friendly and it's supposed to be less, um, or it's supposed to be a, a more, a less energy intensive procedure to allow uh, allow the transactions to occur on the network. Okay, and he's sorry, and he's speaking about it uh, potentially being delayed or put on the back burner. Yeah, looks so like it's currently in testing, so they're actually kind of like using it, I guess, in in their in their tests, which is um, not really a big step towards adoption, but. I remember this this Casper thing was being brought up a bunch last year, and uh, and I guess they're actually testing it now. So, I think they work out the case before um, before launching it, just so it doesn't get hyped up and then turn out to be kind of another disaster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and so it looks like overall Ethereum, a lot of development going on behind the scenes. So. We don't always hear about this stuff because it's kind of, you know, you just hear about the supply and demand and all the pumps and the hype, but to actually see some updates on progress being made to the network is is encouraging, and it is probably the reason for the pump right now. Well, they're going to have to make some moves because there are a number of other platform um, tokens out there that are racing to take over, mm. so it's... If they don't, then they're just kind of being left in the dust. Yeah, that's true. And actually, in the other platform coins, uh, I noticed that uh, EOS isn't doing too much, but Neo is pumping quite a bit with uh, with Ether in this way, and also Zero X. Zero X is the thing. Um, it was it was pumping over the last few days, and I own a little bit of that too. So it looks like the platform tokens are are getting are doing pretty well right now. Yeah, well, and with Icon as well. You're oh, yeah. seeing some some major shifts. It's going to be good. I think, think, I think that there is enough space for all of these uh, platform tokens to be successful. So, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll see. I don't think there's going to be one distinct winner. I think there's, there's going to be just, you know, 10, 10 to 20 of them just operating all at the same time. And whatever their use cases are, 
will be their IPO based on that. Yeah, it seems that way. And also the particulars of different regulatory bodies. So we talked about NEO before, and I encourage everybody to go back and watch our video about NEO. Um, they're, they're very much interested in uh, conceding to the regulatory bodies of China, and that's something that Ether hasn't really incorporated into their system. So there's going to be nuances in different coins or different platform coins that make them more attractive for sure. Definitely. I'm sure that they, that uh, Vitalik will speak with Putin about it and get on board with whatever Russia's got, got to say about it. Yeah, definitely. He's a uh, poster boy of Russia right now. Yeah, that being said, he did move to here, uh, to Canada when he was a kid. So maybe him and Justin Trudeau are good friends. Is he is he in Canada right now? Uh, I don't know if he's if he's in Canada right now, but I know that um, he went to the University of Waterloo here in Ontario. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he uh, I think he grew up in the in the area as well. So damn, you and Vitaly we'll are basically brothers. Well, yeah, I think we grew up in the same neighborhood, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm slightly older and drastically dumber so i don't think we'd hang out <laughs> yeah it'd be fun we should get him on the podcast so you and him can have a real discussion on ethereum or just you know the things going on around kitchener waterloo <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely all right guys so with that we're gonna wrap it up but i want to thank everybody for watching and if you like what we're doing please tell a friend who isn't into crypto to watch this to get into crypto and click like or subscribe or give us a comment if you've got any opinions on what you think about the Tether situation or the uh, Ethereum network and whether or not you like what they're doing. Um, yeah, don't forget to share on Facebook, Reddit, Steam, 9gag, 4chan, whatever you got. Tumblr. Telegram. Yes, please do all of that. And if you don't have a Binance account, uh, use mine or Rob's. Referral code, I put my Robinhood code instead of my KuCoin code up there because Robinhood is going to be a big deal for crypto, and they're adding that in February. So definitely sign up to Robinhood for commission-free trading in equities or in crypto. And uh, with that, guys, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you next time. Take care.